Thank you to Passive for sponsoring today's video. It's one of the best tools available out there for putting your portfolio on autopilot. Check them out for completely free using the link in the description below. What is going on you guys and welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy, which is that first link in the description below. But if you happen to catch our last video, we were talking about how to invest in an overvalued market or a stock market where a lot of the stocks are trading at richer, more expensive valuations. And really one of my main takeaways from that video was that it was not to, you know, sell all your tech stocks and avoid them entirely. In fact, it's great to still own a lot of those companies because they could continue to do well. But we did talk about maybe being a little more selective with our picks, with our selections. And one of the feedbacks or one of the questions that spurred from that was, well, then Brandon, what's some examples of stocks that would be good to buy in an overvalued market? And today I want to show you one example that is a Canadian stock. So I know everybody's happy that it's always a Canadian stock. It's a dividend aristocrat. And that's actually what we're going to be covering in today's video. So hopefully by going through my thought process and kind of what I see in this stock, you can then take that into other selections and see where you can kind of uh, replicate that or, you know, see other stocks that may fall into a similar category. But let's start this video off with actually a question for you guys. I saw a couple articles. I've been seeing a lot of articles. Here's one saying that the S&P will tumble before rallying to 4,500. If you are a follower of Warren Buffett, you'll know that over the past couple of quarters, he's been a he's been kind of actually a net seller. He's been selling a lot of positions, obviously building up his cash position big time. And although he hasn't directly said it, indirectly, at least I like to kind of take from his actions that do you guys think that we will see a market correction or a crash in 2021, particularly in the near future, the first or second quarter? That's a question that I want to start this video off completely aside from the, well, it's actually not completely aside from the stock today because the stock we talk about today is one that I think kind of preps you for that. It's almost in preparation for the potential of that happening. But do leave a comment down below because I'm really curious to hear your opinions. If you were to ask me, I wouldn't think it's out of the question. I could see it being a very realistic possibility and I would love that. I would love the chance to pick up some of our top tier companies at a discounted price. There's no question about it. But anywho, let's dive on into the video today because the stock we're talking about is Canadian National Railway, ticker CNR.TO. It does trade on the American exchange under CNI, but the one here that we'd be looking at is CNR with a dividend of 1.64%. And just as a little recap, this has been a stock that's actually far outpaced the market. If we looked at this compared to the S&P, uh, and the TSX, the TSX, as we know, is this bottom line. That's always a weaker performer in general. But CNR has just totally outpaced that over really any time frame we look at. And this to me is a great example of a stock that is a buy and hold forever stock. I think this stock applies to really anybody. There'd be very few people that I could argue uh, if you held this in your portfolio, whether you're younger, whether you're older. Funny enough, I actually don't own the stock. Unfortunately, I wish I have, and maybe someday I will, but I'll go over my thought process now, why I think it's a good stock to buy, even at a time like today. Quick background on this company. They were founded in 1919, and they really are, when you look into it, kind of the backbone of this economy, not just Canada, but actually North America. When you look at where their tracks and uh, their routes or routes expand, the company has taken a short-term hit with the 
downturn. There's been a slowing in demand of just companies across the board, which has resulted in about a 10% decline in revenues. This is actually as of the last quarter. However, one thing that we see is very promising is that despite the revenues going down, they've actually increased their free cash flow. They're pulling in half a billion dollars a quarter in free cash flow, which really does tell me a lot. And that will actually lead into, we're going to talk about dividends in a second, but I'll share with you guys now just a few reasons why I like this stock. And again, keep in mind the thought process behind this, why this is a good stock to buy and own in a period like now, because the first is more or less regarding the company's fundamentals and the space that they operate in, this company cannot be matched. I mean, they do actually operate in a duopoly with CP Rail, Canada Pacific Rail, which you could say, I mean, that's competition, but at the end of the day, these two railway providers, they own the space. And it's funny when I talked a video, in a video, I talked about an oligopoly. I was talking about the telecom companies here in Canada, Bell, Bell, Rogers, Telus, and everyone started giving me a shtick about, you only talk about companies that suck the lives out of people. They just take everyone's money. And I know there are some controversial stocks on the channel, but not all of them. Like this is a great example of a duopoly who's not sucking money out of people's pockets. This is actually a company that's very, very crucial to our economy, whether you know it or not. A lot of the stuff we use and supplies and products are still shipped by train. And the reality is, getting back to where I was, it's not easy for competition to come in and just pop up a bunch of railroad tracks and then compete with uh, either two of these companies. They've really got it on lock because they operate in a duopoly. Along with that motor, the high barrier of entry that we could call it in regards to this market, this is a premier dividend paying stock. And I know the yield itself doesn't look too appealing at 1.64, but they've been growing this at double digits actually over the past over 2020, they increased it by about 7%. But if you take a look at this scorecard, which we also checked in the last video, you guys may now know where this is from. Very solid metrics. Here we see the double digit growth over a three, four, a three, five and 10 year number. As we see the one year growth rate last year, they increased it by 6%, which is still a, a great increase. I mean, a lot of companies are struggling to increase their dividends in general. It looks smaller relative to how fast they've been growing it, but a 6% dividend increase nonetheless is awesome. And not to mention, this is a company that has an extreme track record of paying dividends. So since they IPO'd back in 1995, they have been increasing their dividend year after year after year. Here you see over this long-term period, they've had a growth, they've been growing it at about 16% on average. And that actually boils down to that first chart, or in the beginning of this video, we looked at the chart. Um, although revenues are down, they're still pulling in a lot of cash flow. And a question that you could be wondering is, well, is this dividend safe? You know, coronavirus is uh, really hampering a lot of companies. This to me is a company that prioritizes paying dividends. And even if they did took a revenue hit, I think that they wouldn't want to, you know, it's, they wouldn't want to uh, blow their streak. Not that it's all about the streak, but clearly this is a company that prioritizes dividends at the end of the day. And with half a billion dollars in cash flow pulled in in the quarter, I don't see that being an issue. You will hear the argument against railways that they are going to become obsolete because of electric or self-driving trucks, I should say. These autonomous truck deliveries, you know, you're hearing about them with the new exciting uh, stocks and whatnot. And I do think that's a very fair argument. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, you know, glance over that because at some point down the road, I do believe that's the case, but I don't see that being anything 
I don't see that being apparent in the immediate future whatsoever. I think for the next five, 10 years, at a short end, we'd be looking at, uh, you know, that type of stuff to roll out. Some good examples of how they, the company can combat this is there's a deal they have going with Tech Resources, which is another uh, actually popular company. They ship their coal through 2026. So for the next five years, they've got these contracts or deals in place. And again, that's just, if you were somebody that was, you know, saying the sky is falling because of these new EV or uh, bus, you know, uh, truck deliveries, I think it will get to that point. But when you look at all of the different areas, the most important types of materials that are shipped across the really North America, the continent almost, because you can see they don't only ship to Canada, they ship all the way down to the South, all the way down to New Orleans. There is a variety of materials and goods that are a necessity. These need to get shipped like petroleum, grains has been actually a strong unit or performer for this company, forest products, metals, materials, all sorts of products that get shipped and rely on companies like this and CP. I don't think that's a fair threat to talk about at this given point. The last reason why I like this stock and I touched on this is more or less, I actually view it as a defensive stock. As much as you could argue that the uh, railways are closely tied to the economy, which they are, right? If you actually look at the history behind this stock, this has actually had a very strong track record of performing well during downturns. First of all, despite COVID stressing out a lot of companies, this company not only bounced back after the 2020 sell-off, it has far outpaced that. It's been a strong performer in this environment. And this is this is going to be one of the ugliest charts you look at. It's super ugly. I don't, like, I don't even know why I'm including it, but I just took a quick snippet of CNR relative to the TSX. So the TSX, well, this is the XIC uh, ETF, which is pretty much a copy of it. That's in blue. Although it's tough to see, the point I'm trying to get across is that not only did CNR not drop as much during the last global recession, they far outpaced the return. They far outpaced a rebound and a bounce back than the broader Canadian market. And if you did look, uh, actually over the past two recessions, they had a very strong track record of holding up. And again, this is all peeling back together. When you look at just the space that they're in, the way they operate, they're a very efficient railroad. They're actually the most profitable class A or schedule A railroad, I should say, whatever they want to call it. Despite demand slowing from some of their customers and revenues actually dropping, they're still a company that's pulling in half a billion dollars over the period in cash flow. That is such a powerful number to think about when you let it sink in. And it's these types of numbers, it's these types of companies that I think may not be a bad idea to look at right now. You know, this stock's actually up at all time highs pretty much or pushing it. And I would feel more comfortable investing in a stock like this than maybe some of those big tech names which are trading at crazy multiples. Because keep in mind, if we were to see a sell-off over the next couple quarters, if we were to see uh, a correction, or I should say when we see one, it's often the stocks that have done super, super well and they're you know performing like crazy that get hit the hardest. They drop the most. So it's also smart to think about the downside protection that certain stocks offer. And Canadian National Railway happens to be one of those that I think is a really phenomenal choice. Again, today, the dividend you're getting is 1.6%. I believe that they will increase that. And the shares trade today at $140 Canadian. So that is my video on one stock to buy right now, I guess you could call it one stock to buy in January. Again, I don't personally own the stock, but it has to be one of my favorite stocks that I don't own, especially here in the Canadian market. I have other favorite stocks like Nike that I don't own and stocks that I'd love to get my hands on. But here in the Canadian market, I think 
CNR would probably be the top, if not one of the top ones that I don't own. But you guys can let me know your thoughts down in the comment section below. Do you guys like the stock? Did you guys enjoy the video? Because if you did also, be sure to drop a big thumbs up. Take a moment to do that because that actually helps out big time. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications because we post videos every week. I know a lot of you guys have been keeping track. We've been posting like, we're off to a crazy start this year and it's only gonna get better. I can promise you that. But that's it for today's video. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down below. If you're new to the stock market and you need a course, you need training, you need support and help on understanding this type of thing, getting started, being surrounded by a community of super cool people. That's that first link down below. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.